This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little Fig Newtons. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show with Gary and Matt and yeah. Chris Hello. and Jenna. Hello. Uh, lots to get to. But first, I just received some troubling information, which is occasionally during the Adam Carolla show, I will move the microphone closer to me. Now, everyone knows that when you move a mic, you can hear it. But for some reason, I thought I was in a cloud of silence. Would it be a cloud of silence? A sheath of silence? Some kind of silent bubble? Bubble, yeah. Yeah, like a bubble of silence. Because I thought this because Adam is so quick to point out when Drew moves the mic around that I'm like, well, if if he was hearing me do it, he would have pointed it out. But according to Gary, oh, no, everyone notices when I move it. They're just not saying it. That's absolutely not what I said. You asked if I could notice it. And I said, yes. Everyone notices. <laughs> Listen, I'm in my back office during the shows. My teeth are just gritting every time I hear the mic slide a quarter of an inch. I shake my fist to the sky. Allison! Right. Well, no, but I mean every – but if Gary notices, then that means Dawson notices. Then that means Kaylin – no? That's not necessarily Hold on true. a second. How do you get to that connection? You're right. That so was what a Gary knows leap. and what Dawson notices are oftentimes very – Two very different things. Well, it means Adam knows, notices. Yes. That's more like that. I agree with. Now, we think that he's not saying anything because he's just, it doesn't bother him or he's just trying not to make me feel bad. Nothing doesn't bother him. (laughs) Right. That's that's kind of my contention as well. Hence, I'm wondering why he's never said anything. Why you're getting away with it. Yeah. Why am I? Do you feel like you deserve for him to say something to you? Like, hey, say something to me yeah, about it's, it. It's for the best that yeah. he hasn't said anything. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm happy about it. Oh, oh good. good. Unless good, good, he goes good. home and he writes in his diary about how angry it is <laughs> and it's all going to come out. So, like, one of these days I'm going to be like, um, hey, Adam, could I? And he'll be like, ah! <laughs> he does make that sound. Yeah, I'm joking. That's not really going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's interesting. But now it makes me... I just had to be honest about what I'm feeling, you guys. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> Makes me want to move the mic and then look at Gary and be like, did you notice that? Did you notice that? Do it. I've noticed that what Adam You little does, rebel you. <laughs> I've noticed that Adam just anchors his right hand on the base of the mic like I'm, I'm doing right now. And I think that's what keeps him from – that's why his voice is always straight into the mic. He doesn't move right. it around because everyone else, myself included, you kind of rest your arms on the table. You, know, you grab something to drink. But Adam is always like right hand anchored to the mic. I'm just saying that might help you. Well, but, try the, doing that. The, but the rest of us also, there's a lot of having to look at Adam during the show, mm-hmm. which um, I, you know, I need a headset mic. That work. Like one that of those would McDonald's. Work. Yeah. Thank you for shopping. Like a pop star in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Ms. <laughs> Allison, if you you're nasty. It. Yes. <laughs> well, so no, because what happens is I start the show and then I look down and then I realize, oh, look at this half an inch of uh, of table between my microphone base and between this edge of this console. I'm just going to slide it a little closer to me. Then I do that. I heard that. Did you notice that? I totally heard it. Did you really? Yeah. I, I heard it a little bit Audience, too. did you guys hear it? It's not as bad Why as Why is there Drew? such yes. distrust? <laughs> I feel like you don't believe me that I hear it. Um, 
Wish you weren't a liar, Gary. No. No, seriously. You're right. It, that no, it's not. It's not that I don't believe you. Yes, it is. It's that That's I, what I thought. Yeah. No, it, it's not that I think you're lying. It's that it's unthinkable to me that this is that everyone can hear it because I was convinced it wasn't making noise. You know, it's, I'm just adjusting to the new information. You, it's just I'm thankful that Adam hasn't said anything, but considering that it seems very much like the kind of thing he would say, it's curious to me. Maybe he's picking his battles. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's nice. I mean, if it really bothers him that much, believe me, you will know. Right. So, I mean, it, it might take... just be something that just kind of like, you know, he's probably aware that you're aware he doesn't like these things. So maybe he'd like you to correct the behavior before he has to tell you to. But I've been here for two years. Yeah. Over two years. Like, I'm not learning. I mean, I'm done learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Sure. Are you guys hearing that? Yeah. All I want to do is move my mic what? now, though. Yeah. So just I know. give me a second here. It becomes here. Okay. like an itch or something. And then I also – oh, I also slide around in my chair quite a bit, too. Yeah. You hear that, too? <laughs> Allison, <laughs> you have a microphone in front of you. It's a good microphone. Do you do hear the chair sliding? I, I hear the chair squeaking. It's worse in the control room. When we have shitty chairs in here. Yeah, there's like they're super squeaky in there. So like when we do on the house, if I'm like reading an email question or whatever, I mean even the slightest move, you just hear that like there's no way to <laughs> to avoid it. Do you hear this? Yes, every time on your show when you open it. Yeah, I'm, on my I, show. Well, you drink water on your show more often. I try to mute your mic when you're opening it. Oh, oh that's so nice. That, that is just, so nice. Yeah, no, but on the Adam Kroll show, do you hear? It? When you, when you do it close enough to a mic or if it's carbonated enough, if you've been going with the bottle for a, a day or so, it tends to be better. Do you hear when I take a sip and then go? <laughs> no. <laughs> I always do that. Uh, oh, nice. yeah, you probably do. Okay, well, turns out I need to change everything about my approach to this whole everything. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> not everything. Not everything. Someone slide a mic so I can hear what it sounds like. Okay, ready? Okay. Everyone at home, guess on <laughs> guess who is moving the mic stand. Wait, okay. Oh, that's so slight. It's yeah, it's tiny. So what is Drew? But so Drew just bangs around more. No, Adam just decides to give him more. Shit. Oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna leave this one alone. Although Chris, I totally... on the other hand, is trying to move the mic as much as possible without anyone noticing. I feel like that's what you're going for right now. You're just shaking it above the table. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> How, there was one time, though, when we were in the old studio where the um, spiral cord of the headphones, like, rubbed against the couch cushion, and it created this huge fart sound. <laughs> and I just want everyone to know that wasn't me. Anyone who's still hanging on to that? Because I think people thought it was me at the time. It was not. It was like a... No, but more, it was more... It was way more Allison, farty. Jeez. It was much more Come farty. On, more than... One of us in this room. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we have we teased some stuff in the last episode, which a great response to the last episode, by the way. Everyone's loving it. Nice. Um, but Matt, you have some stuff to talk about, and yep. then there's some Jenna and Chris stuff to talk about. But first, let's do an yes. iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Toast Mommy 2006 and it is titled Allison Dad Allison's Dad Rocks. I heard that 
Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm listening to the Thursday podcast, and I'm laughing so hard I have tears running down my face. These Thursday episodes have become my favorite, and I truly enjoy adding Jenna to the mix of you, Matt, Chris, and Gary. Your dad was an extra whip frosting on top, and it's awesome cake. It's already – your dad was extra whipped frosting on top of the already awesome cake. I want to write something witty and insightful, but that's not my style. Oliver is adorable. Seriously, the cutest dog ever. I don't sort my Skittles by color, but I do group them by yummy ones first. Red, green, and then orange first. These can all be eaten together. Purple and yellow go last. I also half lean forward. Sorry, not a stander. But instead of wiping, I just dry. Google the Biffy. It could change Matt's life. Love you all, and keep up the amazing podcast. Thank you. I like that she just owns that witty is not her style, but I appreciate the sincerity. I don't know what a biffy is, but it could change Matt's life, apparently. If it's half as awesome as Biff from Back to the Future, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's the adjective of being like Biff from Back to the Future. (laughs) So biffy. (laughs) So biffy of you. Um, Oh, oh. So you guys listen to Doug Loves Movies? Yeah. At the end, they have this thing where... I forget how it works exactly, but someone from the audience can can say someone like, "Who do you want to say is a shithead?" It's right, sort of right. similar to my "Hey, go fuck yourself," uh, but not exactly the same at all. But anyway, um, I kept getting these tweets saying the way quote the way Allison wipes her butt is a shithead on Doug Loves Movies or was a shithead. I was like, I, at first I couldn't figure it out. I thought they were calling that a shithead, which really didn't make sense. Maybe they called the standards out. They did. Yeah. But that's what it was. Oh, wow. Someone had an opportunity to say who they think is a shithead, and it was the way Allison Rosen wipes her butt. So uh, you guys, we're, there's cult- we're reaching cultural saturation. Wow. wow. That's cool. I know. I actually, I was like, I should listen to that, and then maybe we should play it on the show. But then other stuff happened. Hmm. It, but every, but I, I haven't heard it yet, but I do like that we're, that, that level of permeation has happened. Like, I am becoming associated with a controversial way of wiping your butt. <laughs> now, today I paid special attention when I went to the bathroom. And um, it was just number one. I just want to point that out. Oh, not Good to know. <laughs> Here's the thing. The majority is done from a sitting down position. It's just sort of the last... Bits. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just sort of on the way up. Just an extra little precaution. Hmm. Precautionary wipe that happens from a standing position. I don't want people to think I'm some animal who just just does every – like I can't imagine just standing up before wiping because that would just be messy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. As I'm talking, I'm realizing that I don't know if it was an email or another comment – that's the, where the person said, like, they're also a stander, but they don't wipe. They just let themselves dry. I was like, what? <laughs> that person had to be joking. I don't know. I know. Jenna looks disturbed by it. I can't. It's just. How? It doesn't dry. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. You have to stand there for a long time. Right. Hours. It, at least an hour. Sure. Right. And that, I mean, let alone if you need to shake it around a little bit, you just stand still. I know. Well, I just, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And by the way, are we saying standing is anytime you're off the seat counts as standing? Oh, this this did come up, right? I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm new to this. I'm new. I came in, you know, halfway through this controversy. Exactly. So are we saying that standing is anytime your cheeks are off the seat? I'm going to say yes. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Because Matt pointed out that really you're still in a sitting position. You're just pivoted forward. 
If you're doing the like, you're still hunched over and you're just kind of moving forward off the seat entirely. I see. Okay. If your butt's out of the saddle. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One right. cheek must be planted at all times <laughs> if you want it to be considered sitting. Correct. Yeah. That is the correct. It's like That's... the difference between walking and running. Mm. Okay. What is the difference? At one point, Running, both I feet are off the ground. You have to have one butt yeah. cheek on the ground when you run. That's what you meant, right? <laughs> I'm not very good at running, I guess. And if you guys want your comment to be iTunes Comment of the Week, just leave us a comment. Five stars is our preferable amount of stars. Um, also, if you would like to email the show, the address is A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. And that stands for Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It does not stand for Aryan Boyfriend, although I've heard that joke a bunch of times. Person who's going to make that joke for the first time. Okay. <laughs> Matt. Yes. Tell us about um, the notes on the cars. All right. Or set this up however you yeah, want. Yeah, no, no. All right. So uh, right around the corner from my girlfriend's house is this stored car that has been there it was really hard to tell how long it was there for until very pissed off neighbors started leaving notes on the car to let people know how long the car had been stored. And it was just this ongoing thing. Every time we'd go walk our dog around the neighborhood, there would suddenly be a new sign on this car. So I was like, you know, I got to start taking pictures of these because they got they got pretty hilarious, I thought. So I, I, I think, Gary, you got some pictures of it, too. So <laughs> this, oh my this is a car. This is pretty much at its max of no covering. A few of them just say, you know, like, this is a piece of shit stored car. <laughs> Court, car's been stored for 12 days, then crossed out 13 days, 14 days. Yes, yeah, so there's one stored 12 days. I, okay, a couple things. I'm right. not even familiar with the term stored. Does everyone know this I'm one? I'm on the – yeah, I was okay. just going to ask. Well, they're saying stored because they're saying that – Like the person per- is out of town or something? Right, perhaps it's somebody who – it just has like an extra car and rather than parking it in front of their own property, they parked it in front of this other person's oh, house. Gotcha. And this person whose house it is is like, this is bullshit. This is a stored car. Get it out oh, of here. Oh, I see. It's you that. see what okay, I mean? Like yeah. it, you're just storing your car here. You should be storing it somewhere else. Right. But – and also isn't there like alternate side of the parking rules or anything like that? It's not getting any tickets where There's it is? no street signs there. And yeah, for a long time there was no parking tickets. Where is this place? I'm going to park my car there. All right. Seriously. Now, let's move on to the next slide. <laughs> He won't tell you. (laughs) uh, It should be noted that what I thought was funny is that usually when someone leaves a note on a a car, it's like stationary or like a a post-it or a notepad. These are full eight and a half by 11 inch pieces of paper (laughs) that are taped to the car. I know. I love that. They're big. All right. So people people started to theorize about why this car might actually be here. And And for anyone who's wondering, it's a gray Honda Civic. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now this first note, this is a typewritten note. There are a bunch of, of words in bold. A lot of unnecessary like ellipses. It looks like a poem, but it doesn't rhyme. They centered it. Now, I'm, gonna, so, I'm just going to yeah. read this to you, okay? And I'll try to emphasize where, where the cap locks are and stuff <laughs> so you can really get the feel for the psycho that wrote this. Thank you. Okay, look. We all know this is bad. This car here, having been in this place for so long, <laughs> like 12 days at least. <laughs> it's not but a rhyming poem. <laughs> okay. Do we really know what happened? It's free verse. <laughs> the circumstances by which this car came to be here. I already hate the... Okay, the dot, 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 next line, capital, <laughs> circumstances. Maybe it was murder. <laughs> like this guy or gal could be dead right now. And wouldn't we feel stupid if that was the case? Oh, my god! Or maybe it's not foul play and simply natural causes. Maybe this car belongs to James Gandolfini or someone else <laughs> who may have had a cardiac arrest recently, as in at least the last 12 days. That's a really hard line to rhyme, by the way. Yeah. Maybe this person ran out of money for gas 
and the car can't move because it runs on gas. I don't know. Is that a subtle dig at cars that run on gas? It might be. But he ends the letter saying, I just don't think we should judge. You know? Oh, now is now that, that real tongue in cheek? Beautiful rendition. I'm snapping. Now, right next to this note. <laughs> you, should, you should be snapping. Next to this note, the next day is now another letter that's handwritten by somebody else. Now, this, this is note, great. What are they taping it on the car with? This, like, this is like duct tape and yeah. scotch tape. Like, this Looks car like is mailing fucked tape. up right now. All right, so now there's a handwritten note next to it that says, or maybe the owner of the car needed to store their car, and like all the other cars stored did not take into consideration anyone else's needs, like parking it next to their own home, like what an abandoned car says to onlookers. Maybe well, abandoned car covered with notes <laughs> says more. Yeah. The car itself didn't say anything. Uh, maybe they were being piggish, selfish, and arrogant by placing their wants and above anyone else's needs. Next time they can park on this other street, maybe. By the way, I knew James Gandolfini, and he never would have been this inconsiderate. Wow. This is amazing. Three Los Angeles. Points. Love it. <laughs> now, there is still one more letter left. Okay. This is the latest one. I, I don't know where the car has been oh, wow. lately. But this is a, this is it's probably written this paper. is written by somebody else like completely independent of everybody else as far as I could tell, and uh, this is probably my favorite one. Uh, dear sirs or madams, as bizarre as this sounds, this is in fact James Gandolfini's <laughs> Hyundai. Um, but I never called wait hold on I lost my spot oh Hyundai accent but I never called him. James and I just called him Dad. I apologize for any inconvenience caused by the vehicle being parked here. And I'm sure my dad would express the same condolences if he were blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not going to read the rest of this. It's just, what the fuck's going on here? And then it's <laughs> this actually. This is art. This is art. Yeah. Yes. It's like, this is some Street experiment. Now. Yeah. yeah, this is some weird thing. It's going to come out like, you know, people's reactions to notes on cars at MoMA. It's going to yeah. be a big thing. <laughs> um, I should say, by the way, the end of this letter says, uh, you may be asking yourself, why did James Gandolfini, uh, why did James Gandolfini have a Hyundai accent? Number one, it's reliable, much like Dad himself. Number two, <laughs> great gas mileage. Number three, Dad always considered a good luck charm because he was driving the vehicle when he auditioned for the role that would prove to be his big break, a role he will forever be linked to, Tom Valco in Surviving Christmas. Once again, I apologize for having a car parked on the street for so long. Sincerely, Michael Gandolfini III. There's a certain point where funny commentary turns into severe nerdistry. Oh, yeah. And you see it in Yelp reviews, Amazon comments, and notes on cars. <laughs> Have As- you ever seen anyone looking at it or getting or writing anything near it? No, but when I was taking these pictures, and this took place over about 45 seconds, there were at least three different people who stopped to ask me if it was my car. As if... I would be loitering around the car at three in the afternoon taking right. pictures of it. Wow. Is it a tight-knit neighborhood? It uh, must be. It is a little bit. I mean, you know, the Hollywood Hills areas, they have their little, like, homeowner's associates. So I think they kind of know each other a little bit. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I just wasn't sure. Like, I just have never seen anything like it before. And I love how each note is just sort of – this ended up becoming about James Gandolfini's <laughs> yeah. son. Like, what – I just don't I already feel sad for when the car goes away. Right. What's going to happen? Because I mean, won't they call the? Won't some, some sort of? Inf- I mean, you're not allowed to do that, right? Or are you? Yeah. At some point, they tow it. enforcement. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was at least two parking tickets on it too. Uh, so oh. I don't know at what point do do you actually get it towed away. Well, I have a feeling these note writers are busybodies enough. That yeah. They all get it towed. <laughs> they clearly have time. 
definitely. on their hands. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep you guys updated yes. if there's anything Please. else on Yes, it. this is important. It's turned yes. into something I need to a know. lot bigger than all of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, my reaction is like, oh, come on. What is the big deal? But I'm not a homeowner. Can you guys relate? Because like, I know that my parents, if anyone has ever parked blocking their driveway – but even like just a tiny bit, even if if they could still get out, it would just be more difficult. Like they are they're so annoyed by that, like the gall of like, why, why do they have to park there? Like because like, they feel like that's kind of their their parallel parking spot near the house and blah, blah, blah. And right. it's this weird sort of territorial thing. I don't know if that happens when you own a house. That does Probably. happen. I've, I've definitely seen that. And like when I'm driving and I do the the U-turn, I have to pull into someone's driveway. I'm I'm like going to reverse and getting out there as quick as I can yeah. before they see me because I'm I'm thinking like oh I'm not coming over like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not parking here. I'm just I'm just trying to make my U-turn. Yeah, yeah. I always feel uncomfortable doing that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it would depend for if you owned a house in like a really busy neighborhood. I can see like how oh I don't know there'd be lots of cars parking here and there. But like my, I grew up in a cul-de-sac, so if a, a car was parked there for more than a day, it was like, okay, this is weird. Like mm-hmm. someone just abandoned this car here because they're on the run from the police, obviously, or right. something like that, right? Well, but- I just wondered. <laughs> I just wondered how long the car had been there right. until the neighbor whose house it was started really noticing it. That's the I think thing. It would have to be there like at least a week, probably, before you start to be like, wait a minute, this isn't my car. Yeah, yeah, in a busy neighborhood, yeah, it would have to be. So when they say that it's been stored at least 12 days, I mean, they say 12 days. I mean to say it's at least 12 days. Anyway, right. I'll, I'll let you guys know where it goes, Please. where it ends up. That you're, is you're so great. You're not interested great. in, in uh, contributing to, to the, the piece? The notes? The note art? I, uh, I probably should. I think I, at this point I just wanted to, to preserve it and share it. I didn't really think about being an artist myself. Yeah, let, just let get stickers that say nerds. And nice. Just put, yeah. Nerds. Nerds. No, should you that. should put up a sign that said this car was – this stored car was discussed on the episode of this podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I'll do one of those QR codes and they can hold their phone to it and I'll just zap you right to this <laughs> right. place. Well, what, what do you – you really think is going on i mean if it's, it's only it's been there for Gandalf two being... weeks it could very well just be somebody on vacation yeah <laughs> it you is know? summer exactly <laughs> like that's probably what it is now i will say that the lady whose house is parked in front of was one of the three people who came out to ask if it was my car she was not how did she like it's she's watching she have... right she has cameras right? that's what i'm saying like yeah there has to be some sort of security system there she seemed a little bit loopy herself <laughs> like i was afraid she was going to shoot me even for looking at the car you know yeah. um but i would assume that it was just someone on vacation like and that person's gonna come home and just be like what the fuck like right yeah i don't know <laughs> I, it's awesome well thank you good for your neighborhood but yeah i think that it means that people are writing these notes at home and then bringing them well obviously the printed out the printed one, one yeah like chris's sure. point of them being on full-size pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you got Keep it. Keep us posted. Will do. Does she like this? What's your – you guys live in the same neighborhood, right? Uh, we live close-ish. She's lived in her place for a long time. She likes where she lives. Mm-hmm. So. Is she upset at the car? No. She thinks it's hilarious. She's the one who told me about it. I mean, she's pointed out, so. Yeah. All right. And Chris, you – we also, I think, mentioned that we were going to get into the fact that you played in a Mormon band. Yeah, what the and heck? And Jen is Mormon. Mo- well – it's I, it's called we call a Mormon I call it a Mormon band just because the other three guys in it were Mormon. That but it's not like we played like Mormon music. I know that like uh, your Motown yeah, like, Mormon like Tabernacle like Choir. Rock, yeah. <laughs> Turned um, rock. No, we just, they just happened to be Mormon. And um, where was this? It was in high school. Where Where are you from? 
Oh, La- Los Alamitos. Okay. Well, Long Beach, but Los Alamitos High School. Okay. And uh, yeah, so and there there wasn't that, there aren't that many Mormons that I went to school with. So like they all kind of hung out together and and uh, they're all really good with music. Like I think Mormons are super good. You know that musicians. Neon Trees and Imagine Dragons are both Mormon bands. They right. have Mormons in them, and they both came from where I'm from, Provo. Weird, right? And they're so popular right now. Yeah. Wait. Well, so who are these guys? Can you can you tell me? Is it anonymous? Their names? Like, yeah. would you know them? Maybe. Is uh, is it that small a world? Sometimes. Nick, All sometimes. Mormons know each other. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Nick and Dan Corton and Kevin Hyatt. Nope. No. It would have been crazy. Wouldn't if you that did be know cool? That. Well, you never know. You never know. So, what but kind of band we were was called, this? We were called "Came to Pass," which <gasps> I think is like the That's first pretty... three words of the Mormon Bible, or something. And it like came that. to pass. Yeah. Yep. You so. were totally in a Mormon band, dude. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> did realize. You listen to the lyrics you were I didn't singing. Realize it. I didn't even realize it till <laughs> late, later on. But um, yeah. Uh. So anyway, so because I was in the band, I was introduced to the uh, culture. I guess is, sure. is what I'm going to say, and. Uh, so and it, it's just it was really interesting. So I just want to know because you're you're a comedian, yeah, you're Mormon. Yeah, I just want to know like are the rules that you have to abide by in like your material? Uh, no. I mean, you can I could do whatever I want. I'm pretty clean though, just because that's yeah. how I that's right. my personality, you know. So, but no, I mean, not really. I don't feel like it's anything too different than I'm just clean. My next question yeah. is, why do Mormons breed so well? Because I, I find a lot of very attractive Mormon girls. Oh, I know. I grew up in like – in Utah, I was like a four on the scale of hotness because everyone there is so gorgeous. It's crazy. It's annoying is what it is. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. I went to a Mormon dance in high school. Oh, wow. And that's, that's just basically – they just take – Mormon kids and they throw them in a, a gym and you just it's like that you dance so you have to be crazy. like a certain distance you away. touch each other no well yeah. I mean yeah but you have to be like a certain distance like you know I'm trying to freak dance all the honeys and, and they're tough, like so. I don't know how to do this this is awkward yeah. how so, do you move like that <laughs> I remember I was I was slow dancing with some girl and um and we were talking and I thought I thought we were hitting it off and then she like she asked me oh what what ward are you from and I'm like oh I'm not Mormon Wait, what is it? What was it? Ward, right? That's what they call like where you where you live. Like which cult you're which, from? <laughs> which? <laughs> hilarious that noise! Right. <laughs> I feel like that noise suggests that she didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Who would? I'm kidding. Come on. It's a comedy podcast, Region right? where you live. Like I live in Burbank, like so I go to a ward in Burbank. Okay. It's like your little group. Yeah, there it's like you a go. Parish, yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is kind of a weird name because ward, you always think, I always think like an insane asylum, yeah. like the ward you're yeah. in. So, yeah, I get the word is a little a little odd. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> word. But I remember she asked me that and I said, I, I'm not Mormon. And like, and it was like three quarters in the song and she just like kind of fades away her grasp. and what? like just starts like, <laughs> like, like stepping back and like, like disappears like, in a, into the distance. This and temptation. I, I lost the her The temptation. Is there is there pressure to is your husband Mormon? He is. Yeah. Is there pressure to marry a Mormon? A little bit. Mm-hmm. I have lots of friends, you know. I mean, here and there who aren't married to members, but members that sounds so clubbish, doesn't it? <laughs> to Mormons, um, but yeah, there is there is a pressure. I always wanted to just because culturally, culturally, it's easier. You know, I mean, we already live the same lifestyle. We're, you know, there's things that just make it a lot easier, but. I dated lots of guys who weren't Mormons, 
Was it an issue? Sometimes. Or for you? Sometimes. Like, in what way? Well. Slippery slope of sex? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, that's, like, the biggest thing that comes up right away. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, not drinking, whatever, you know. It's just the the not having sex can be like, okay, well, and sometimes guys were okay with it. But after a while, I think sometimes (laughs) it just kind of got old, too. (laughs) Just, you know, being honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My um, my best friend growing up was Mormon, and I went to various Mormon like um, I don't know get-togethers or potlucks mm-hmm. or whatever. And I I do remember I don't remember the word thing, but I remember someone saying, "Are you LDS?" and I didn't know what that meant. Right. But I remember also learning about is it Have you heard that terminology, the slippery slope? Yes. Is it of sex or what? Because it was a whole thing about like, well, the reason you don't you know like be careful because if you touch, then you're going to do this, and then like pretty soon yeah, you're sinning. Yeah, it's kind of a joke. I mean, okay. like, yeah, yeah we, we were young. I always tease about it. Like, mm-hmm. even when I would, you know, I remember joking about it all the time growing up. Like, oh yeah, if you wear like immodest clothes, it's a slippery slope. Suddenly you'll be naked. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we would joke about it. And slippery slope, you always hear older people telling you that, like mm-hmm. the cautious, like it's very slippery slope. You know, <laughs> once you kiss, you could accidentally have sex. Yeah. So, yeah, and sometimes it's a little silly because not that easy. Yeah, if that were true, man, I would have right? been made so long ago. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is sometimes it's like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that actually always, from my secular upbringing, always bothered me. This, I feel like this distrust of teenagers that parents have, like they're looking at teenagers through their adult sexuality view to because I know that when I was dating this guy at 16 I've talked about this before my parents sent me to this um gynecologist because they wanted him to talk to me about what STDs are out there and he like put the the uh fear of God basically in me and made me so afraid to do anything with this guy and the thing is that I knew I was a late bloomer I knew that I was not ready to have sex with him I wasn't even thinking of having sex with him I was just kind of learning how to date at this point but my parents I think were so convinced that like I'm going to be pregnant tomorrow or something and I they think that's because they were sexually active ew uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just or, or they didn't trust him I mean, maybe they, maybe they thought that it's not a problem with you know maybe. me, but like I'm going to be manipulated by this guy, and I felt like they really had so little. It pissed me off how little faith they had in me because the truth is like I was handling things fine. If it were like yeah. my parents, it was the latter thing that you said. It's the it's not you, it's everybody else we're worried about. <laughs> right. I can't even tell you how many times I heard that as a kid, but I would say as a teenager. I thought it was absurd too. Like, what are what are these parents doing? But as an adult now, yeah, teenagers are fucking idiots. You know, I <laughs> they would, are um, scary, aren't I they? Would, if if I ever have kids, they are going. They're going to learn Didn't about you STDs. Say on the last oh, podcast I, listen, that you're not going to. I hope to God that I don't. But if I do, <laughs> they are going straight from the nursery into that STD testing ward so that they can learn the truth. <laughs> Oof, okay. scary. But he told me things that weren't true. That's the thing. Well, Just to scare they, you, you yeah. think? Yeah. He said that there was an like a epidemic of people coming in with warts on the back of their throat from oral sex and blah, blah, blah. And so then, you know, many, many years later, I had a sore throat. <laughs> and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, there's white things on the back of my throat. Oh, oh. no. And so I made an appointment, which is just like I just had a like a cold a or bronchitis throat. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Made an appointment. I went in and, he, and he looked and he's like, oh, I don't know what that is. Like, you have to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. And I was like, but what about everything you said? And then later when I had a, a non, 
uh, jerk of a gynecologist, she's like, oh, yeah, that's a non-issue. But then it's weird because you hear what Michael Douglas says. Right. But according to her, it really was not something that I needed to be worried about. I, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't know. I thought I was pregnant. That's <laughs> true. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so we were all story. pretty naive, not just me. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, my, my, my best friend though, I used to watch that show Small Wonder at her house. And for the longest time, I thought that Small Wonder was a Mormon show. Just because I associated it with oh. her, oh. yeah, but it, it, it's not at all. It's just a show yeah. about a robot. What are yeah. what, who are some other well-known Mormons? I know Ken Jennings is Mormon. Ken Jennings, I grew I up with Ken Jennings. Funny. He and my sister, I think, I think it was Ken Jennings, had their first kiss with each other. Ooh, wow! Did I you know. know he was a trivia master. Yes, he was freaky smart. I mean, I just remember him being freaky smart because we grew up in Korea. He grew up in Korea. And oh, so, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, my sister and he, they went to high school together, which they were like one of the few like white kids who were actually really, really smart. So they would compete with the Korean kids who were freakishly smart as well. Yeah. And we all knew Ken was like wildly smart. And then he did trivia in college and my sister knew that. And so we always knew like, go on Jeopardy, man. Like it was <laughs> like, you need to do this. And it was very exciting. Very exciting. Wow. And why did you grow up in Korea? My dad is an attorney. He still lives there. So he's still in Korea. We still have the Korea connection. But being an attorney landed him in Korea because... Oh, well, he served a mission for the Mormons and spoke Korean. He served a mission in Korea. And then when he finished law school, he was just looking for work. And they needed a Korean speaker at this law firm in Seoul. And so he ended up there. So he's been there for like 30-some years for a lifetime, basically. Do you feel like... um People treat you differently when they find out that you're Mormon? Sometimes. Like, are you uncomfortable on this podcast right now? <laughs> no. Are you guys uncomfortable? That's no. my My no. fear is that other people get like – I'm afraid Matt's going to try to uh, I was in a Mormon band. <laughs> uh, I've actually just been looking up uh, famous people that you didn't know were Mormon. Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Well, apparently. Amy former, Adams. Though, right? for, yeah. They're all inactive. Aaron Eckhart. Uh, oh, what's Catherine his name? Heigl, the cute guy. Yeah, she was. I have friends who know her and another, and some friends who grew up with um, the really good looking guy, Ryan Gosling. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I told you they breed well. They're yeah. all hot. Kevin Rom, who is on my podcast this the week that this podcast comes out, uh, grew up Mormon. See? What about Paul Walker, ladies? Yeah, he is from L.A., grew up in La Cunada. Really his parents, wow. his parents are still active and go to church in La Cunada. I like Paul Walker in terms of people I would like to sleep with. He's a very, he's very attractive. He is quite. Attractive. He's extremely attractive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't want other people to feel like, oh no, now I have to be different or she's weird. I'm normal. You guys liked me Did before you, you yeah. guys Mormon, right? Oh, totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you go on a mission? I didn't. Oh, okay. No. Chris, what kind of music was your band? Uh, it was just rock. I don't know. It was just pop rock music. Um, Do you have some of it? No, oh. no, we weren't good at all. But it was just I was just that guy who was in the Mormon band that wasn't Mormon. So that's why. And then I I brought them in with like my friends, and we all hung out. But like they were the Mormon guys, and so like I went to like their weddings, and uh, they all they're all married. They all have kids now. It's, so it's kind of crazy. Um, why do they Why do they have kids so early? Is that so they can like have a, sex? 
Oh, is that right? Is it? <laughs> I on, actually, Chris. I shouldn't answer that. You answer. Let's see. Well, because marriage is such an important part of the culture, people get married a little bit younger. Right. And then one of the things that we get, are taught is like it's really important to have kids. And so people just kind of jump right into it. I definitely got married a little bit later. I got married when I was 26. And that's late. A little bit, yeah. It's not These days it's a little bit different. You know, I would say like 20, 30, 40 years ago, people got married really fast. But now it's like culturally it's just different, you know. You can have kids later. People aren't as freaked out about it. People like I want to do comedy so I don't want to have a kid right away, you know. Did, did you go to BYU? No. Okay. But you, are, you, are you aware of what a NICMO is? Noncommittal makeout. Yes. Which yeah. is like their like thing. Like that. Yes. They have their NICMOs before they go on their mission where they just – like the guys will just get like like start making out with a chick. We used to. I Nick grew Mo. up. Yeah. I grew up in Provo, where BYU is, where Nickmo is like the big thing, right? <laughs> so we used to have a spot, this huge spotlight, and we would drive around Provo late at night and look for cars parked, and then shine the spotlight on the couple making out, and it was our favorite Friday night. You'd ruin their Nickmos. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> What a super fun thing to do. Right? <laughs> when you're 16, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> what's, what's other Mormon slang? That's that's probably my favorite one. I don't, I don't know. I don't what know. Or um, what that, I don't know. I just I remember like the just the different things I hear like Nickmo was Nickmo one of the, is like I can't believe you even brought that. I haven't thought about Nickmo in That's all I think about. Years. Nickmos. Mormons, Nickmos. Like they're <laughs> like say, they go together. Seriously. You should write a song. <laughs> I have a couple already. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you um, a personal question and feel free to not okay. answer if you're uncomfortable with it. But um, saving yourself till marriage, meaning the first time you have sex, you're already married. Was that a frightening proposition at all? Like, What were your thoughts around that? Um, I was definitely nervous about it, but I didn't I didn't think like it was the a the wrong thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it never felt like oh I wish I could have just had sex with other people so that I know what I'm getting into but um, yeah I don't think I think I was I was definitely nervous I mean because it's this whole you built it up yeah, yeah exactly it's this big thing that everyone's talked to you about and you've kind of been waiting and you, you know you know what those feelings are because you you know you kiss you make out you've and had so Nicmos. yeah exactly <laughs> so you know it's like it's a big deal but I never felt like oh I'm missing out mm-hmm. but I was definitely nervous right yeah which I think is a normal thing mm-hmm. but oh yeah yeah I think how were your first times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, let's spread. <laughs> Not exactly magical, to say the least, but uh, it happened. So that was great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Chris, same. same. <laughs> yeah, same. It's not. Yeah, I don't think anyone would describe their first time as magical. Yeah, I don't. I'm think. trying to think if I know anyone who would feel that way. I don't who, think who that's a normal. I was reaction. listening to some like. WTF podcast. I don't remember who the guest was, but there was somebody who was saying that they were like, they got drunk and they were like a fucking rock star the first time they did it. It was awesome. And then they did it the next time and it was completely embarrassing, like a two second shame, you know? Yeah. I can't even believe anyone was a rock star the first time. It's hard to believe that. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. But maybe they felt like that. Or maybe they were. I don't know. Never know. Um, I think we should do Just Me or Everyone. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes I. On something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? 
All right. Snuggle Pig Dog says, just me, I flush the toilet while I'm peeing in an attempt to beat the flush. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. I never win. I totally do that. Wait, I'm trying to imagine 100%. how that works. Now, hold on. The so icon. Like two-thirds of the way through. Go ahead. Icon. No, I was just going to say the icon of this particular tweet is a female icon, but I don't necessarily think this is a female tweeter. No, I think it's a guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Do girls do that? I don't understand it, so I don't know if I do. I don't think so. Yeah, let's hear you boys talk about it first, then I'll give my opinion. Gary had it right. It's a standing thing. You get about two-thirds of the way. It's usually a urinal. You get two-thirds of the way through, and then you decide, all right, well, I've got about X number of seconds left, and I know how an average toilet flushes, so we're going to do this. And then you hit the flush, and then you have to finish before the things finish flushing, so oh, that it doesn't. So you don't have so another. So you're not leaving any So you don't remnants. have to do a second flush. Right. Oh, exactly. I will do something similar, which is I will try to throw a bit of paper, like a, a tissue or something. If I flush it, and then I realize I need to like blow my nose or whatever, or I'm like for whatever reason there's more toilet paper, then I try to throw it in before I have to do another flush. Definitely. Yeah, I've done same. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I do it, I feel like I'm saving time. I know I'm not. It's just like for some reason in my head, it's like I think I'm going to save time if I just flush now. Because otherwise you have to wait out the whole flush. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, if you yeah. had to wait That's out the flush, said, then know, it would make more sense. I know sense. it's not, but um, in my head, yeah. for yeah. some reason it feels like I'm saving time. Also, if well, you've got like a really, really long pee, like you've been there for a long time, you flush it so that anyone, if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, that person peed for a normal amount of time. <laughs> and if you're still peeing after that flush is cycled through, right. uh, you do not want to be that guy. Do you ever try to pee faster? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Saving but time. But that's when you're at risk of some kind of bad splash, I find. That's what's great about being a guy in yeah, the urinal. Yeah, it's so yeah. different because like if you did the – flushing thing i get grossed out by the idea that like the toilet spews up yes. tons of germs at you mm-hmm. so as a girl it's like well i'm still going but i'm sitting but then there's what peace, do you do like, it's all coming up what do you do <laughs> if there ever is some if some if there is a splash on the toilet seat no back at you <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we, that, happens to, that happens to guys too in urinals. Like if you're wearing khakis and you're going and you get like – and it splatters back on you, you get like little dots all over yeah, your pants. Like that's that, embarrassing. That's a true thing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait. No, I was at – there's two different I, – I have experienced I khakis, the thing where – it's about to get even grosser, but but not as gross as it gets on this <laughs> not show. Not possible. I've talked about it before where you're on the toilet and you and you lean back and then all of a sudden the pee arcs up and over and hits your underwear. Yeah, um, which is that's a whole thing. That's a whole mess. It's so, but bad. no, I'm talking about it when the toilet water hits you. Like if it starts flushing, if it's automatic, it starts flushing on you. Because I always feel like I don't know what I can do to properly remove the tainted bit of my butt. <laughs> There's nothing really you can drop. do unless you. <laughs> Bring wipes with you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you do. Yeah, but I don't. But do who that. does that? Exactly. No, so I just walk around thinking, like, I hope I don't have a a hole of staph infection boring <laughs> through my body or something. Gross. Mm. I'm not even a germaphobe, but I don't like when public toilet water hits my butt. Okay. Nope. The post apoc says, when I eat greasy food, I wash my face promptly afterward because I feel like it immediately starts seeping out of my pores. I don't do that, but if I feel like I got grease anywhere on my face from the food, then I want to wash my face because I'm convinced that any, like, greaser or uh, anything, yeah, greasy or, like, lotion-y that hits my face, I'm convinced it'll make me break out. Yep. I'm 100% on board with your theory, Allison. I do yes. the exact same thing. I do, too. I feel like we're uh, 
the minority because so many people are all about moisturizing. If I moisturize my face, I will break out. I don't mind doing moisturizing a little bit, but I just feel like the touching of greasy food is definitely yeah. going to give us it. Right. I mean, it just, that's just, I thought that's how it worked. I science. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's just science. No, I think yes. it is. Right. I think it's something that's, that will clog the pore. Absolutely. Chris looks like he wants to say something. No, well, I mean, um, yeah, I don't, I don't wash my face right after I eat greasy, greasy foods. Uh, but, he doesn't eat greasy foods. Well, no, no. I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm I just waiting for that health food line. Greasy foods. <laughs> um, but I think the, the, what would bother me the most is just the way your hands smell after like Ooh, any, eating anything yes, with, with your hands. Yes. I can't stand when my hands smell like anything other than nothing. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if, if my hands smell, smell like anything, hands. I'll wash them. I'll keep washing them until that scent is gone because – like like now I have like my hand kind of close to my face and if I smell like mustard or anything on my fingertips I I'll gag. What's been the oh. most difficult scent to remove from your hands if there is one that springs to mind? I don't know. I'm just gonna say mustard just because that was the first example that I could think of. But <laughs> not that I'm di- going around dipping my fingers in mustard all the time. But um, what kind yeah. of mustard? Uh... Well, you got your Dijon, spicy <laughs> brown. For people who aren't listening. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> for people who aren't listening, I mean, you're not going to get this anyway. Right. That's not what I meant. For people who don't know what you guys are talking about. But I think that there probably is a Daves of Thunder cross and this podcast crossover. I would I imagine. That, and yeah, I got, I got a lot of tweets. People are really liking the Thursday episodes and saying it reminds them of some shows that aren't around anymore. So hmm. um, Dan the Dodge says. Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. <laughs> shows a lot like that. No, Low Budget FM is what oh, I yeah, said. Yeah. Um, Dan the Dodge. As kids, we licked big, big red gum wrappers and stuck them on our foreheads. It created a chemical burn. Test of toughness. I've never heard of this. We used to do it. Wow. I don't know if it's a chemical burn, but it makes your arm or wherever you put the wrapper on your forehead red, and it kind of burns. It's only that with big, awful. big red gum. Yeah, it has to I've be big red. The cinnamon gum. You lick it, and then you'd put it on your arm or something, and it would make it all red. And you're like, Yeah, I'm so cool. Like I branded myself. You know? How much does it hurt? Not that much. It's um, like if someone did an indie, like a like that a, hurts. <laughs> the Indian. Like, I know. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that actually really hurts. Yeah. I had a friend who we didn't use big gum wrappers, but you made those Listerine breath strips. Yeah. yeah. My friend would like lick those and then like slap you on the face with it, and you can't peel it off because it just kind of bleeds into your face, basically, and you have this weird like. Does it hurt though, or no, does it look weird? Okay. But it just looks ridiculous, and you try to scrape it off, and it gets <laughs> I in so your fucking fingernails. Do that. Yeah. I didn't know that you could do that. Oh, you can. When I was a kid, we would use pistachio shells and you would just put them on the ground. You'd rub them on the ground until they get like burning hot and then you would burn your friends with them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That is ingenuity, man. Yeah. It's kind of a sophisticated prank, though. You have to eat pistachios <laughs> right. to do it. Exactly. Yeah, so it's yeah. a win win. Or win win. And then actually. which color pistachios? <laughs> which color pistachios? Remember when pistachios were always dyed pink? Yes. I feel like really? you don't see that no. anymore. I remember that. I, I've never seen that. Never. No. no. Never ever. Nope. No. I feel like I've seen multiple colors. I, would, I don't think I'd ever yeah, eat a pink right? pistachio. I wouldn't. You've never seen that, Gary? No. There was a time <laughs> where pistachio, apparently it's just people who are old and people who lived in Utah. <laughs> yes. There was a time when pistachios were, al- maybe not always, but frequently dyed pink. This was also, there was also a time when, and by the way, they turn your fingers pink. And your poop, like the blueberry wow. jelly, like jelly There was yeah. also a time when maraschino cherries were either red or green. I remember the yeah. green. The green. Is that still around? The green uh, ones are not to, that I've not. seen. Did they look? We, we're veering into Skittle talk, even when we don't talk about Skittles. <laughs> Did the green taste different? 
Going back to Skittles I don't now? remember. No, okay. no, cherries still. Maraschino, maraschino cherries. cherries. I would never have even tried the green one. Okay. I love maraschino cherries, but there is no way anything green would have passed these lips. Yeah, I feel like I went through a phase where I didn't like maraschino cherries. I was the person I, who – I feel like cool people leave a maraschino cherry in the, their drink. No, cool people eat the cherry, tie the stem into a knot, and then that's then really you, cool. Then you spit that, the stem back. That's really cool people. That's that is really that's not. It's not the top of the top. <laughs> yeah, um, but right under that is the people who just leave the cherry in there. Mm-hmm. Some those. How do you people, not eat those? Right, those people also sometimes they'll have birthday cake and leave the frosting. Oh best. yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate maraschino cherries now. Good. Good. That's where all this was going. I also appreciate fortune cookies. I, mean, I don't just read the fortune and then leave my cookie on the table. Do you remember? I the, love fortune cookies. Yeah, they're delicious. They're good. They Do are. you guys remember the flavored fortune cookies that were sent here to yes. the studio? Uh, yeah, mm. the ones that everyone was like, "These are so gross." Not they another one. Gross. These are so. <laughs> yeah. Unless the person listening, I they were delicious. The other is frozen mangria. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. Right. And I would eat like one scoop after the next. Yeah, hope, someone decided. I'll like it. Someone decided to take some mangria and fill up our ice tray with it to make mangria ice cubes, but they didn't really. Be become ice cubes because of probably because of the alcohol they were just like little slushy thing uh-huh. but our freezer is not so great here no, our so freezer, it's like imagine the freezer that was in your mini fridge in college if you had one yeah that's the kind of yes. freezer we have and everything gets freezer burned no matter how long it's in there for so we had this tray of of mangria slushy cubes that were i'm sure they would have been okay if they were right. completely freezer, freezer burned, burned no, and like good. obviously some separation of the alcohol content Chris ate like four of them, and every <laughs> single bite, he's like, "This, I don't want to eat this, but I'm gonna keep doing it." It's a good time. Uh, yeah. Got me, got me from point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> Will you eat nearly rotten food, Chris? Uh, me? Uh, um, well, I, like a banana. I don't know. I just feel like you know, there's people who see mold on bread, and they're like, "Oh, fuck this!" Oh, like and brush it off. Yeah. Even uh, no, no, they're they're like, "Fuck this! I can't eat this now." Whereas I just. Like, I, I mold on I bread. I, I won't. Eat, I won't eat mold on bread just because I've eaten mold and it tastes like dirt. And well, so this it, it affects what the flavor. If it didn't affect the flavor, when maybe you, I'd eat it. Why did you eat mold? Um, I try eating bread without looking. Okay. You know, Would classic you, guy <laughs> stuff, right? Would you eat food that someone left on a table at a restaurant and you were walking by? Oh, I've done that. Okay, plenty <laughs> of times. Not only would he. <laughs> But he has. He's one-upped it already. Oh, yeah. All Chris, right. have you ever eaten the food off of somebody's plate who you were serving that you didn't think finished a proper amount of their portion? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if if they're eating a pizza and there's like a couple slices left that you, you know weren't touched. How do you I feel know, like you, I feel like you get a lot crazier than you the think, untouched pizza. You think about it. Yeah, like what if there was un- <laughs> like leftover soup? What if they only ate like Ooh. a third of their mashed potatoes? Um, I would probably just – <laughs> you would eat it, Chris. You, you do this all the time. What? I, I, you know I don't want to waste food. And yeah, so if if I'm hungry enough, there's not a lot of things I wouldn't eat. If I'm hungry enough. Like I will you're literally never not hungry okay, enough. Okay, there's not a lot of things I wouldn't eat. <laughs> I would literally eat a cheeseburger here and there is like the little butt end the side of it. It's like a three bites left. I'm so full. Like I crumble it up and Chris will open up the tissue it's paper the best and, part. and eat those bites. It's <laughs> so weird. It's like the little delicious. chocolate nugget at the bottom of those drumstick ice cream things. <laughs> it's the best part. It's the end of it. Do you eat – you know how oftentimes there's garnish on a plate? Like um, like, like a slice parsley? of orange or – I don't know. Yes, this, parsley. 
<laughs> Will you eat that garnish? Yeah, oh yeah, I'll totally eat the orange garnish. You eat that at the end. It's like a, it's like a pre-dessert. It's like a treat. <laughs> All of it is like a treat. He's just so excited. Yeah. You must have a really good metabolism. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. You definitely do. You're you do because you're not. Yeah, because you're thin, and yet you seem to eat a I, lot. I was, I was the fattest kid growing up. I was huge. I was the fattest kid in school. I remember I took a yearbook picture and they made me wear my shirt backwards because I had food stains on the front. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was uh, super fat. I'll, I'll show when, you pictures. When sometime. did you lose the weight then? Um, or did you just grow into yourself? I did lose a lot of weight after like right before eighth grade. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I got into skateboarding. Uh-huh. And I, I remember I just spent all my time skateboarding and being outside and not eating. So – uh, yeah, that might have been it. But yeah, I was super, super fat. Or maybe wow. maybe the Chris diet is – do you just eat leftovers, other people's leftovers? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oh, my God. Gary and Matt are both shaking their heads so forcefully right now. Okay. Mebu630 says, I like to stop a microwave with a second left. It makes me feel like I'm diffusing a bomb and saving lives. Just me. Definitely not just you. I do that as well. Maybe not just one second, but I like to leave a little time on. I always do. I, like I think it's just... an impatient thing for me, though. Yeah. Not like I'm saving the world. I Although I like that better. Yeah. <laughs> All of you timer leavers are the bane of my existence. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I don't do that That's here. an incorrect way to do it even at home. You time it so that as it starts beeping, you open it so that the next time you don't have to fucking hit clear. Yeah, because what ends up happening is then I go up. First of all, I'm confused because it's suddenly zero zero six o'clock, which is not a real time as far as I know, unless it's like a military time. But then I've got to clear what you've left behind. You may have saved your time for you, but why don't you think about someone other than yourself for once? I don't do I'll that. Leave a note, leave a note on the microwave for me. I don't do that here. I just everyone knows that Adam <laughs> will fire you if you leave six seconds on the microwave. I'm just kidding, but everyone knows that that is something that Adam rants about on the podcast. Yes. I would never do that here. I'm just saying I've had to push clear on this microwave several times. Adam well, does it. Does well, he really? I've seen dun, him do dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Adam do does that all the time. But he can do whatever he wants. Um, I know, <laughs> but but wow. Um, I just do it because for some reason I, I get a little anxiety and I don't want to hear it beep. Yes, that's how I so am So I'm too. Like, uh, like it's like when you wake up like a minute before your alarm clock. Yeah. And, you, and like I'll, if I do that, I'll freak out. And I'll like, I put my alarm clock in the other side of the room, so I have to get up anyways. And if I know it's going to go, I don't want to get startled by it. So yeah. I'll run over and I'll turn it off right away. And that, that's probably the best way to wake up for me. But yeah, so it's just like um, I just don't want to be startled by the beep, mm-hmm. even if I know it's coming. Yeah. Are you a jumpy person? Uh, yeah. I am too. I can know someone's about to come down the hall and I'll still jump when I see them. <laughs> it's weird. I'll know my husband's in the house and yet – him turning the corner and entering the room will freak me out. I'm not normally a jumpy person except when I'm working here and I get really, really focused on my laptop in my office. Someone will just come around the corner and just say, hey, Matt. And I'm like, oh, so many times because I'm just in the zone, you know, like, yeah. Otherwise, I'm not jumpy, but I can't even tell you. And like the looks usually on that person's face is like, whoa, is everything OK? Yeah. OK, you just scared me. Do you guys do the thing at the gas station where you try to make it even? Yes. The, no. The number, you, you stop I just it, fill it up. at the dollar? Oh. I just let it go all just the way. Just let it go and just wait for the click? Yeah. Oh, okay. You do the I, number thing? So I, well, I know some people who do. That's why I didn't know. I just was wondering which one of you people do that. Yeah, I usually round to the general. nearest quarter. I'll go to a quarter. And it's kind really? of a fun game yeah. to, it is to a fun. stop it. 
Yeah. Now I want to do that. Yeah. I'm going to I now. Like it. Well, I've just found that sometimes it clicks, but you still got room in that gas tank. <laughs> yeah, but but it says do not top off. It does. Believe say that. everything you read, you. Allison. Matt's been topping sometimes. off for years. I've been topping off for years. <laughs> it's so, true, though. I have. Here's an issue in my life. It's not a big one, but well, it could be a big one. My microwave has been shutting off. This happened two nights in a row now. Uh, all of a sudden we looked at it and there was no – nothing was lit up. I'm like, oh, no. And then we unplugged it and plugged it and unplugged it and, un- and plugged it in. And then both times that I've been out of the room, it's turned back on, which is weird because all of a sudden Daniel will be like, oh, it's working again. But then he's like, listen to this. And he opened the door and it was making this weird sound and then closed the door and the sound went away and then opened it and ma- it made a sound and closed it. And then he said what I was thinking last night as we were – because we pretty much live on stuff we microwave, microwaving something – He's like, I'm afraid it's just going to explode. And I said, I know. Maybe we should go in the other room. <laughs> but I tried to look up um, – I tried to get information on this, which like there's not even a troubleshooting guide in the manual. So then I looked online. But that's really a rabbit hole you can go down trying to diagnose the problem in your microwave. And sure. I think that I should probably just buy a new one as opposed to dealing with this, right? Yeah, they're like 80 yeah. bucks. Just yeah. be done with it. But I mean it's it, – we bought it. Less than six months ago, but what? still. So there's there's got to be a back. warranty on it or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get that shit? Target? Take yes, it back. Yes, Target. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think if there is a warranty. Well, yeah, okay. But it hasn't officially stopped working yet. It just might explode and hurt us. Hmm. That's terrifying to me. That's usually the time when you should just keep <laughs> using it. <laughs> right. Okay. Dixie Flatline. This just me or... Or everyone is for the porcelain punisher. Ooh. <laughs> this is good. It relates to what we were talking no, about we earlier. Talking about this, yeah. Sometime get a splash right up the bullseye when deucing. Sphincter still partially open. Wow. Just me or everyone. Colorful language there at the end. <laughs> I know. Hmm. I feel like we, we've already talked about this extensively. Um, but I'm just going to say, free bidet. Nope. Oh. <laughs> no, nobody likes a splashback. And it. to prevent it, you, you're um, – there's like Stand up. No, you put a layer of toilet paper like before you even go on like and just lay it oh, flat a along the water. toilet paper meniscus. Yeah, along the water and then you go and you'll never get splashed back. Wow. I never thought of I that. I have Man. never heard of that. That's true. Really? So yeah. Then, you lay, you lay down toilet paper. Have you ever heard of that? No. I've Putting heard of that single, from this show. You lay like down, four you squares? Did, you lay down, yeah, you lay down toilet paper just to cover like the top part of the water. And then you, you go do your thing and you won't get any splashback. What is that called? Landing? Like setting the table? <laughs> it, it could be, but I don't know, I don't know what the uh, – Setting the table is actually, I've heard, when you lay like a napkin on your belly before masturbating for mm. guys. Oh. <laughs> I should hope so just yeah. for guys. <laughs> okay. Brutnell says, at the grocery store, even after I'm already in line and done, I still have to cross everything off my list before throwing it away. I don't make a list for the grocery store. But I appreciate wanting to cross everything out. It is satisfying to cross things out. I would say that I would like double check my list. I wouldn't yeah. actively cross each one out. But I mean, I can't fault someone for doing that. Uh-uh. Yeah, if it, no. I wouldn't cross it off. If there are check boxes, maybe I need to check them. But I don't. Mm. Need, I don't think I need to cross them <laughs> off. Indigo Brian, I try to keep from getting dressed for work as long as possible because the second work clothes go on, I feel like I'm at work. Oh yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. It's the last thing I do is is get dressed for Absolutely. wherever I'm going. Absolutely. So you guys should just try to get a job like I do where I can go to work in shorts and sandals where I just wear – I wear what I would wear on the weekends. Like I don't – before I worked here, I definitely dreaded that. But now it's like I don't have quote-unquote work clothes. 
I don't like getting ready in the clothes I'm going to wear, though. Yes, me like neither. doing your hair and, and makeup. makeup. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I, what if I get sweaty? Because it comes right. it's hot in the bathroom. I don't know. I don't like to put a bra on before I have to. No, agreed. Okay, but there's certain people who <laughs> <laughs> there's certain people who who sleep in a bra and they're insane and they have gigantic breasts. That yes, that too. So women with gigantic breasts stop sleeping in your bras. Well, they might have to. It might be like a they say it's more comfortable. Thing. Yeah, I mean, how hurts. fucking uncomfortable must it be without one that it's that, more comfortable right. with one? I hate bras. Me too. Uh, Me too. I just hate them. I do too. I hate them totally so much. Hate them. Girls, let's just burn them all. Yeah, am I right? With a bra. One on. time. Do you do this where you'll just like go outside not wearing one, hoping that you don't see anyone? Because yes. I have. I walked my dog just once. I couldn't handle it. It's really stressful, I think. Yeah. I have a friend. Because then I do that thing where I cross my arms. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hello. And no one knows. You're crossing them really high yeah, up. And it's totally. like, this is not normal. Yeah. This you're is- basically like you're, you have your boobs on your wrist. Yeah. It's, it's not. Oh, hello. I- yeah. I felt, I felt so like such a weirdo. Walking around with my arms crossed, but walking my dog, feeling super self-conscious. You just well, think you're there gonna, are things that, yeah. You're just going to get oogled more if you're not wearing a bra? Like, you know that guys are looking no matter what. We're checking to see if you have a bra. I, li- <laughs> I like the no bra look. <laughs> Me too, by the way. Ugh. It's a great look. I'm, I'm sorry. Think... You said that like you're a pioneer. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't I don't know if they know. I don't know if they know. I didn't know. Yeah, I did not know. Not, I didn't know. Like, oh, see, women I don't know I thought it would make that, it a, maybe make you uncomfortable. No, it makes me very comfortable. I feel like here's the thing, Jenna. <laughs> are you with too me on this? It sounds like maybe. Let's see. I feel like you like the no bra look on models that you've seen without a bra. Yeah. Correct. Not on. <laughs> not on the like just. It's not for the everyone. average girl with uneven boobs. Yeah, and that are you know kind of no, it's fine. Floppy, saggy. Sounds great. <laughs> that, that, that's a compromise I'm willing to make. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. All shapes and sizes. We don't discriminate okay. here. <laughs> wow. I guess I, so, it's so loving yeah. in here. It you really know? is. I guess my concern, what do I think they'll think of this unit? It's like, sh- look at that semi-homeless woman. She let go. Yeah. yeah. She, she's not. Mm-hmm. She's letting herself go. But yeah. do you then think that this guy who's been creeping and staring at you <laughs> is then going to come up to you and be like, excuse me, are you homeless or are you just not wearing <laughs> a bra? Did you let yourself go? It's, you know, like I don't think no. the majority of guys are going to approach you anyway about that particular issue. But then other, other women. It's that's, other women. That's the thing. That's who I wear a bra for. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So the it's women the are judgmental. From the other women. Yes. Okay. Because then it's like if like, you know, it's cold or yeah. <laughs> there's well, things exactly. showing mm-hmm. girls will be like, Ugh, that girl is so gross. I can't believe she's not wearing a bra. Yeah. Yeah. I truly believe what stands between me and getting out of the house quickly to get my to take my dog on a walk is having to put on a bra. I am with you okay. completely. Yeah. Save yourself the time, girls. We're cool with it. And then, and then the other thing you can do is just put on like a huge sweatshirt. Yes, that's why I hate this hot weather. <laughs> Nine yep. times out of ten when I'm wearing my coat, no bra underneath. Absolutely, because yeah. it's totally covered. Then you've right. got support. Yeah. This yeah. is a lot of stress for Here, girls. Get, listen to this. There's a sweatshirt that I wear that I thought provided the kind of coverage that did not necessitate a bra. Then I discovered one night while looking, catching a sideways shot of myself in the mirror – Oh no! A lot of movement. A lot you of can action. totally. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just like the bulge is in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gags sixty six says, when I brush my teeth, I turn on the faucet, wet the toothbrush, apply the toothpaste, then wet it all over again. I so, sometimes, but not always. Yeah, I do that. I once the toothpaste has been applied, 
I do not see the need for the second wash. I know people who put you... it on and then do one wash after no, the two bases are on. I agree. Wash it off. <laughs> put the two bases on it. Go to town. Yeah, because when you wet it again, then doesn't sometimes it just get too wet? Only it has to be amateur. a very quick. Thank you. Only if you're an amateur. Yes. <laughs> well, what's the point of the second water? Just to... Psychological if thing. we start examining what the point of things are on this show, it's all going to unravel. You're right. It's <laughs> just right. the way I do it. <laughs> you're right. That's like when people are like, just mirror everyone. Everyone hears OCD. I'm like, please don't analyze it in that <laughs> manner. <laughs> never Dave says, when making PB&J, first swipe of peanut butter, never enough. Second swipe, always more than expected. Mm, I, I never thought about that. It's good. It sounds delicious. Yeah. I don't. I know people who love peanut butter. I don't love it, oh. so I don't make peanut butter and jelly. I really don't love peanut butter and jelly. Oh. So, but I can re- I can understand what he's saying. You got you seem disappointed. Are you a big peanut butter fan? Oh, peanut butter and jelly is amazing. It's delicious. Yeah, it's okay. incredible. It's like one of those things that you have as a kid, and then you take like a ten year break from it, and like maraschino cherries. Maybe I should yeah, return exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. And then you try it again. Like within a bite, you're just like. This is why I was a brilliant child because I ate these all the What's time. What's weird is I have, I'm having like a total – I can I feel like I'm sitting in a vat of PB&J listening to this. Like I'm having a very strong sense memory of it. It's mm. been a long time. So How do you good. feel about Goober? Or oh, they put the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Uh-huh. Great idea. Maybe not a great execution. <laughs> I'm cool with it just because it's quicker. I like and the, the – set. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, but I do like the separation. Um, what I'll do for my PB&Js, I'll, I'll peanut butter both breads and then put the jelly in the middle so you have – Peanut butter, wow. jelly, peanut what? butter. That's amazing. Gary's nodding yes. I thought that was how you did it. You put <laughs> peanut butter on both halves? Yeah. yeah. Does wow. your jelly ever slip out? So what you do is you go peanut butter and then you kind of use the bread as like um, it cleans off the, the knife so you can go right into the jelly and not get any peanut butter in your jelly too. So it, it, it but, works. You use the same knife for both. Okay. But and I guess I'm concerned the jelly would slide out or something. I guess it doesn't. No, need, and, and you wouldn't. think you think that's way too much peanut butter. Like the ratio we would be off, but I think it's per, the perfect amount because there's no such thing as too much peanut butter. Really, mm. so good. What flavor jelly? Strawberry for me. I like the strawberry. Yeah. I'm a strawberry girl too. Yeah, I don't mind grape. Wow, jelly. strawberry yeah, across the board. It's, yeah, it's really better. Um, uh, but you know, if you throw me grape jelly, I'll eat it too. Yeah, that's what I, was I won't. Say. There's not I a lot of not, jelly flavors. I will not eat orange marmalade jelly though. That's the grossest stuff ever. I don't mind marmalade, but I but it is a little bit like, oh yeah, reminds me of old people. Not not it, like like elderly. Wow. <laughs> no, elderly it's true. People. No, grandma grandmas in general like marmalade. Yeah, it just sounds like an old timey word. Yes, yes, it does. It does. What about um, raspberry? I love raspberry jam too. Yeah. Even raspberry though it has all those great. little seeds. <laughs> Pretty much well, anything with berry in it yeah. is fine. I just the, the I like it too. Hard. I get that. The seeds can be hard. <laughs> they can be hard. One more PB&J question. What is your bread preference and do you go chunky or smooth? Oh, these are tough. I like both. I think traditionally the crunchy peanut butter is what I was served as a child. And it was almost always on white bread. Crust off or on? Oh, crust on. Crust okay. On. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the same. Yeah. Uh, chunky white bread crust on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, cut diagonally or straight across? I always prefer the diagonally because it made each half seem bigger. It did, and I like putting the angles in my mouth, yeah. like the, the, the corners. It just feels better. It's a little easier. Yeah. My turn? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is tough. I like crunchy better now as an adult. 
Okay. But as a kid, I preferred smooth. You know, your tastes change. You get older. They they develop. Sophisticate, you know. And then uh, what was the other question? I like it cut. Oh, I like – I grew up eating wheat bread because my mom made us. Mm -hmm. But I liked white bread better. And then cut – I like to cut them in the really small pieces. Oh, so four? Like two cuts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gary. Same questions? White, smooth, crust on. (laughs) Love it. Oh, yeah. Crust, I always did. My parents – diagonal. My mom was like, eat the crust. Deal with it. This is not a hard situation like in your crust. life. <laughs> yeah, I never. Did anyone ever toast the bread first? Ooh. Yeah. As an adult. For a PB&J? For the more yeah. sophisticated. I've tried, I've tried toasting. I've tried grilling it like a grilled cheese sandwich. But the best is just regular. And by the way, you can tell the difference between an asshole <laughs> by somebody who doesn't want crust. You're a dick if you force your mom to cut it off. The people who would pry it off themselves like piece by piece very carefully – Good people. <laughs> and, and, then totally, I, and then I come by totally. and, and, I, and I'll eat their bones. That's right. Chris <laughs> will eat their crust. He'll eat their crust too, but Chris will literally start gnawing on their arms. <laughs> Same with pizza crust. If you leave your pizza crust there, I'm probably going to have oh, that's to take care of that. I see. I like pizza crust. I've heard the argument it's just too much bread. And I'm it like, bothers me what? when I see a bunch of pizza yeah. crust like, in it's a pile. Just, Hey, delicious breadsticks is what I say when yeah, I see that. exactly. And I like eating pizza with ranch dressing. Has anyone done that? Yeah. Just me? No, that's that not I'm just pretty, you. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But then you have ranch dressing at the end to dip the bread in. Oh, mm. yeah. Smart. Favorite dressing? Then we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite dressing? Yeah. Uh, I guess I mostly get Caesar salad, although I like a good raspberry vinaigrette. Wow. Mm. Cultured. Yes. Lately, I've been on the oil and vinegar, olive oil and balsamic vinegar mm-hmm. kick. So that's what I've been doing. I like. Ranch for pizza, but then honey mustard. Big fan of the honey mustard That's for a salad. Mm-hmm. I here's the thing: because I'm always dieting, I never, I never enjoy the dressing that I get, and I never, I always get it on the side, and then I just like dip a tiny bit. Dip a bit. But it might <laughs> there's something buzzing around my face. Um, <laughs> okay, there actually was a fly there buzzing really around me. There That's was. what happened. I'll vouch there. for her. Thank you. I did not see it. You look like a crazy person. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Um, but I think that. If I were not – like in terms of just what I actually prefer, ranch, occasionally blue cheese, but I think ranch. Gary dressing? I think ranch is the most versatile. Yep. I think that's my answer. I All like right. a lot of other ones, but it's a go-to. Thank you guys so much for yeah. doing this show. This was super fun. Thanks for having us. Um, and uh, here's all the things I have to tell you guys. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything. Just today, guess what I bought, Jenna? What? Bras. Ugh. I know. It's always a nightmare. <laughs> I know, but part of the nightmare. How did you order them online? You didn't try them on? No, because I know now I know what style number and make I Smart. like. Okay. So, yeah, it's so much easier than having to go and try on bras, which is like, well, this is uncomfortable, but is it uncomfortable in the right way? Well, and then you have some, like, tiny little girl, like, trying to measure you. Oh, yeah, my friend, like, my friend was that away girl. From me. Yeah. And she said that, like, there's, like, an, a ridiculous amount of women who just have, have the been wearing size. the wrong size yes. their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. that's what my mom keeps saying. Like, you don't understand. A well-fitting bra will change your life. And She doesn't have that voice at all, and she also doesn't say it like that. <laughs> I know, I've heard her but she's really trying. She's been for years now. She, like, she feels like it's like every woman's duty to get properly measured and all that, and I just feel like, no, that doesn't sound fun at all. It sounds like a gynecologist visit. I don't want someone putting their hands all over my boobs. Agreed. 
I hate it. And I just feel like they don't really know what they're talking about. Yes. Is like, it really that much of a science? You're 17 and in high school and you're measuring my <laughs> boobs in a Victoria's Secret. I don't understand this yeah. at all. So what you're saying <laughs> my is – first job sucked. Yeah. This industry may have a couple openings for some 20-something-year-olds <laughs> who are looking to learn a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to buy something on Amazon – Click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help the show. And thank you guys so much for your support. If you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Um, also, we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You can get that by searching, hey, go fuck yourself with your iPhone from the iTunes store. And bonus episode from the LA Podcast Festival guests were Doug Benson and Greg Proops, and that is available for $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Um, you can follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith. You can find Matt by going to... ThereWillBeSpoilers.com. And thank you for that podcast voice <laughs> rendition of that. Sure and thing. Gary... I mean, sorry, I already said Gary and Chris. Actually, um, can I just plug a, a show I'm going to be playing? Sure. It's in Long Beach at this place called Deep Piazza's, uh, 9 o'clock. I'm playing guitar. If you want to come, come. What date? Uh, July 6th, Saturday. Saturday, July 6th. Okay. So this Saturday. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Jenna? At Jenna Kim Jones. And you can follow me at Allison Rosen. And if you're wondering where is my dad, he was uh, not home today, but hopefully we can get him back for next week. Um, because I know that people have are, uh, are are in love with him on the show. And even though I am excited that everyone loved it, I'm also like, you guys are creating a monster. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> he tweeted something super funny today. Um, it was the, uh, the surgical – like I was no, at it my was, su- yeah, it was at me. And I, I tweeted some stuff about him and he replied – with a period in front of my name so that all of his followers could enjoy it. When I saw that, I thought there was something on my screen and I was like trying to scratch it <laughs> off. It was, it was the period. No, he's been, he uses the period for all of his at replies. Yeah. He's just saying like thanks to somebody. It's great. But what he said was uh, <laughs> I was complimenting him and he said, oh, Gary, you're too kind. But I must admit I did keep my surg- surgical patients in stitches. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> Perfect. Just anyone who's, anyone who's a fan of this show and not following Allison's parents, it is a crime that they have under 700 followers. I looked at that last night and got, like, really upset. That's fucking bullshit. You should be following Allison's parents if you think this show is funny. Whenever he gets Twitter uh, new followers, he assumes that, it, it, that Gary is the one who's behind it. Although, actually, it sounds like Gary often is. He's the one saying But he'll send me emails like, Thank, I, I've got a bunch of new followers on the Twitter, or on the Twittery is what he calls it. Uh, <laughs> thank Gary. So, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I haven't been getting the message. I know. <laughs> In the course of saying it, I realized that. Be- yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> thank you, Gary. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to give you, oh, here's all the messages. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. No, Thank cool. you, Gary. I'm covered. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Thank you, Gary. Okay, I've given you the messages. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Oh, and I love you. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That's right, that's right. Those good times don't seem to end. That's right, that's right. Allison Rosen, 